Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly divorce podcast. We share the stories and experiences of divorce professionals. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about divorce and separation at divorcenet.ca. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, I'm Darren Javag, host of Clean Break, the podcast. And I'm here today with my co-host, Tina Murray. Tina, we have a very exciting show today. We have uh, someone that's going to, I think, be lots of fun. Yeah. So why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit about what's going on. So we have Jen, Jennifer, this morning uh, on our show. And um, Jen and I have been friends for 30 plus years, I think, but we yeah. won't talk about our age. We were two when we met, right? <laughs> right? <Okay. laughs> if you believe that, well, I've got some oceanfront property here in Kempel for you. Nice. Um, anyway, so Jen, you have recently gone through... Uh, a pretty long process of, mm-hmm. of trying to exit your marriage and uh, the reason particularly we wanted to have you on the show today was the fact that um, let's talk about the prenup so um, the divorce is final pretty close to being final mm-hmm. um, but the prenup is really the thing that I think we will talk about today and okay. I believe we'll have you back on the show if you're happy to do that at a later date but um, talk to us about sort of the process around um, you said you had a cohabitation agreement. Let's just talk about that. So, well, first, thanks for having me. Thanks for mm-hmm. inviting me. Yeah. Um, when my domestic relationship was going to, we decided we were going to live together. There were, we both had assets on either side, and it seemed to me that I wanted to protect mine, mm-hmm. and he should protect his. So we went to... La, um, La Depot, okay. okay, okay, and paid and printed off and made our particulars and reprinted and reprinted, um, and then signed it eventually. And it's an important thing to note that that date this came up later the date that you sign it and the date that's on the bottom of that document when it came off your printer should match. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's a thing. Oh. Um, and now this was a cohabitation. It was a cohabitation was not agreement. A, this was not a like this was before you were even living together. Right. Mm-hmm. It was okay. a wow. That's well planned. You know, I mean, most of the time people just boom and they're living together. You know, where one person starts with a pair of socks and a toothbrush, and then next thing you know they've got a drawer, and then next thing you know they got half the closet, and then bang, they're living together. You know, so. Well, I think though that when you work hard for your assets mm-hmm. that it's important to protect them how old were you when you uh when you started cohabitating we'll call it that way sounds, sounds so clinical like, when you say that your, <laughs> you don't have to tell us your exact age no no, no. <laughs> it's like, probably just... 41 okay okay the reason i ask is because that's a very mature decision to to do a cohabitation agreement you wouldn't I wouldn't expect a 25-year-old to think that way. The other thing is most 25-year-olds don't have assets. You right. had a home. <clears throat> right. I have a friend. It seems suddenly like everybody in my universe is getting divorced. I have a friend who's who would say, you know, we didn't have a pod to piss in right. when we started out, which is a different mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. altogether. Yeah, mm-hmm. You built it up. So we did this cohabitation agreement, and then... Um, and I think that, you know, you asked me about why. I feel like when you like each other and leaving love out of it, but you're in that place where you trust, this is your friend, and you want to do what is fair, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. That was my, the spirit of my decision was to do what was fair. And for me, 
I was in the I worked part-time to stay home with my stepdaughter I made less money and I was still agreeable to a 50 50 I mean it seemed like it just worked out that way but then we um, got a loan together we made an addendum we went to an attorney and signed again mm-hmm. in the spirit of what you're telling me you're gonna do this together your name is gonna go on it together you will split you know whatever our particulars were and in the end again that particular thing saved my position my prenup was challenged has been challenged all the way along well by this other your ex-partner yeah okay challenged all the way along so the and that to me when I reflect on it I feel like you know we look at our house insurance policy every year when it comes and our car insurance policy and we we make sure that it is what we want it to say and that visit to that attorney with the addendum to that cohabitation agreement actually was almost like we still want this this is still here i agree to this i'm signing this and ultimately when the letter from the opposite attorney comes and it says well i didn't know what i was signing well you signed it twice Mm -hmm. or i I was forced into it is that one of the things that was said yeah there's no place in any documentation that says that you you never brought that up mm-hmm. so as much as I appreciate you saying that it's a mature and enlightened decision it can still turn into absolute rubbish you know the thing I, I that kind of chased me the wrong way I'll put it that way is <clears throat> is when you look at something like that like a contract and and many lawyers that we've had on the show always say the same thing if it's dated witnessed, and signed it's a contract mm-hmm. yep. right and so we've talked to the lawyers about okay so what constitutes a reason for not enforcing that contract and you know some of the guys and ladies who've been on the show they said you know because they're very vague sometimes, right? They're mm-hmm. like, you know, well, they're but, but yes, okay. they're, they're vague about it because they, they have to, everything is interpreted certain ways, right? But I think what kind of chased me the wrong way is when someone knew what they were doing, they signed it with total clarity of mind mm-hmm. and then steps out of that and then someone else who's in the legal profession is willing to take up that case mm-hmm. for the for the cash to say I will fight this just because just because just to find a way to get out of it right knowing that that person probably had total clarity of mind when they signed it because I'm saying you didn't know well come on you know you you know if the lawyer said did you get uh, a legal opinion, I, I, a, a, a second legal opinion or you know he, that was, that are was we on drugs for God's sakes no did, you know. did he get independent legal advice we went to one attorney together who said um just so you both know if you ever need to enforce this i can represent neither of you right but to be clear there's this and this and this and there's this and this and this and you are agreeing to it right and that was that but what you're talking about is exactly what happened i mean every possible thing that could be argued argued was argued right it's it's and it, you know what it is 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 because i know when jim's been on the show he said you know it's uh, uh about understanding so are you cognitive do you have the cognition to understand 
what you're signing. Duress mm-hmm. is the other one. And then I think there was a third, but I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But these are the things, these are the, these are the, the, the points that they try to argue on, right? Mm-hmm. But when something's clear cut, you're, you know, like, anyways, I, I think it just, it just gets under my skin that somebody is trying and I don't know, like, in your situation, if it was malicious or if it was, like, he was just trying to... Bitter. Bitterness or something like that. There's always one that's bitter. I, yeah. I feel like most of the time, there's always one partner who is not having it. Right. Right? right. And someone's willing to take their money, right? Well, and on to that... take that... The that other cost. thing on that, I feel like, in this particular instance, it wasn't just the attorney. It was, it was pervasive through the whole office. It was every... There was a ter- an attorney change on the other side, mm-hmm. and it still continued to be fight, 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 fight. <sighs> the other thing, I had, I think it was Tina. I said, I think I just need somebody to represent me with this separation agreement. And so I went to a person, and it's okay to say, you're not for me. I need to find a different attorney. Good. I'm glad you said that. So that's because we, you know, I, I'm a nurse. I think people feel like a physician is like a, somebody that whose word they have to take, and you don't. Right. You can ask for someone else. Right. And I um, had a friend who used a different attorney, and I said, geez, can I call? Can I do that? Am I obligated? And my friend said, absolutely. I'll mm-hmm. call and ask. And when I called and ended up with the attorney that I have now, he was actually very funny, and he was like, I can't believe you didn't come to me to start with. <laughs> like, what you have now is the perfect storm, and we just have to fix it. Right. And it was such a relief. Right. Because that... you, you don't, you're, mm-hmm. you're anxious, and the letters that come from the opposite side when it's contentious can be nasty and upsetting and... Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of want to go back to circle back and I, you know, maybe you said it and I just kind of want to clarify to get it straight in my mind is you had a prenup, you had a cohabitation agreement, which changed basically into the prenuptial agreement. Yep. It was signed, sealed, delivered. Everybody agreed to it. It mm-hmm. was protecting your assets. It was protecting his assets mm-hmm. coming into the marriage. Um, part of your assets were, was a family home. Mm-hmm. Um, and you wanted to protect that family home because it had been in the family for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but decisions were made, uh, which added him onto it. Mm-hmm. And so... I just, I, I, I just, I'm having a hard time, and you know I have reconciling this in my own mind for the last however many couple of years, talking about it. Is, is the fact that you had this prenup agreement that was fair and equitable, it was clearly stated, mm-hmm. and should have been a no-brainer. It should have been, walk into the judge, walk into the lawyer, say, here's my right. prenup, done. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand... What, what went wrong? What, what, thank you. What went wrong? I'm just I'm, yeah. I'm passionate so what, so, because you're a friend, and yeah. I think that I don't want to embarrass or be hurtful to anybody. Right. But I would say here's some examples, and you can take from it what you want. Um, I spent some money. This was the other side. I spent some money um, on redoing a floor, and now you're going to get the equity in that, and I'm not. This is how much, literally, in total, I've spent on utilities for the entire time that we've been married. Mm-hmm. And that's my contribution, and I, I need that back. 
you were a de facto parent to my stepchild and you have to pay support. I spent some time, oh, that was an awful day when that came. Had a little cry, had a little wine, hmm. got my laptop out, went to my neighbors and we spent time looking at family law to find out how and why and all of that. Hmm. And it, again, it, I didn't know what I was saying, assigning, I did it under duress, I, I've given you five or $10,000 in equity in a home. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one of the first letters that came from the opposition, the other side was, plan to sell your home and give us 50%. Oh my God, that was and, the initial. And we are not negotiating. That is our, that. that's where we're staying. Yeah. That's tough, that's tough. That must be like, it must have been very emotional for you to, to get something like that. It's not good. Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> the, <laughs> now a lot of people are listening and, and you know, this is, this is, it's not, you know, it's obviously not a positive situation, but what what are some learning experiences that you'd share with people right now, mm-hmm. right? Like how, like, this is what I always like to say, what would you tell your younger self, right, right. before? Because you tried to do everything right. Yes. Right? You yep. said, you said it yourself, it's like an insurance policy. I'm taking out an insurance policy on an exit strategy that I hope I never have to use. That's right. Right? So, and it, and, and now how long have you been going through it? Three years. Okay. So that's a perfect example of if it was a perfect exit strategy, it would be, and we're done, and we're out. You know, but three years is it's not. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's death by a thousand paper cuts. Right. It's, it really is every little thing. So I would say, I mean, I'm not. It's a learning process. It it, it will be positive eventually, and it, it certainly is fine. Right. But. Things like, I said to Tina before we started, I think if there had been a divorce coach or a divorce person that I could go to, divorce planner, and I don't mean just financial, but someone who would say, the garbage that's going to come from the other side is boilerplate, Mm -hmm. and you're going to be tempted to take it personally, don't. Right. Oh, okay. Don't get crazy about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't overreact at every little thing. Because you do, you go, what? You read some stuff about yourself and you go, who are you? Mm-hmm. Where did this come from? And why are you telling that private thing about me to your attorney whose secretary is typing it? I mean, all these things go through your head about who's hearing garbage. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, early on, Tina and I got together and we had the house reassessed, which is boilerplate to have to do. It's not cheap. It's about three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and it's not good for long. It's not good for what? Not, it's not good, good for, for very long, long time. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So if you're not at that part of <clears throat> the process, don't do it yeah, because weird. you have to do it again. Right. And but at the for time, when you're asked, we are a single parent or something. If you're a single mom or a single dad, and you have to pony up six hundred bucks, which is what it turned out to be, having to do it twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we thought at that point in time, we did. We thought it was all going to move along. And then the next strategy was please pay child support. And so okay. that brought everything too. And then what debts were brought into the marriage? What what assets were brought? Like, right. Right. We're all sort of after the fact mm-hmm. that we yes. had already gotten the process done, basically. We've, we've been, the position has been the same. I've never, you know, said, changed from anything other, this is what we signed, this is what we agreed to, and this is what we're going to do. Right. There's, you just, so. Do you think your situation would be 
worse for other things. Do you I think don't. your situation would be worse off right now if you didn't have that prenup? Well, I've asked my attorney that, and I actually asked him after our last day of court. I said, I'm not being smarmy, but mm-hmm. did you learn anything? Because I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, what the hell just happened? You're calling your lawyer out on the carpet. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but not the lawyer. That was not the lawyer that started. No, 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 no. Four, five, six, seven years ago. Oh. No, no, no. My, my lawyer is, I, is great. I've sent people to him since, but he said, you know, he said, I, I appreciate the spirit, and I, but he was very clear with me when I first went to him, which you started out with. He said, the other side are infamous. They will go all the way mm-hmm. just to Bill. Right. Oh, yeah. They'll the bite, 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 yeah. bite, bite, yeah. bite, all yeah. the way just to Bill. So he said, so one thing that you cannot, you can agree in a prenup or a cohab to anything you want. As ridiculous or unfair as it may seem to someone else, you can agree to it. Mm-hmm. The only thing you cannot agree to is no child support. Right. Yep. And so our agreement said um, support to, of children of the parties in the event of. Right. Right. So my stepdaughter was not a child of the parties. Right. So there was some gray area that they were trying to fight there. So. Right. That would be the only thing he said about that. And he said, I think if you were to do it again, you should be specific about things like the loan that we used, um, you know, anything after marriage is considered a marital, whether you, whether you want it to be that way or not, but to be specific about if I, I, if I use more than $2,500 on the loan, I accept that that then becomes something that I'm responsible for paying back. Okay. Or that we understand that utilities and taxes and so on and so forth, like be as specific as you can Mm -hmm. be if you feel like that's what you need to do. Yeah, because I think it's uh, backward vision is 2020, right? It is. Like you can look back and say, yeah, and I think that's what's important about this show, right? Mm -hmm. Is because you're saying, it's, it's again, it's, it's like going back and saying, what would you tell yourself if you had to do it over again? And you just answered that question. You'd be as specific as possible. But you, to t- and you don't want, I know where you're going to go because you like, what? <laughs> Tina what? just wants no. to hug people and say, this is about love and how are we going to do <laughs> but, this? But, but you do get, so I, you're not divorced and you're, so you, you both know though that you get a mandated court ordered morning at court, mm-hmm. right? Right. Where they say. Here's where you go if you have domestic issues. This, please go take care of your psychology. Please do all your nonsense because this is about the business of divorce. Right. And it has to be about the business. Of, people are bankrupted for life I, over this kind of yeah. love. Yeah. Yes. Love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you put that. I know. I know, right? <laughs> okay? All right. No, this is good. This is, I, I feel like we should trade in the coffee for wine right now. <laughs> we, <laughs> yes, <is> cheers. <laughs> you know, I, I, the thing for me is that I, I just actually did a personality test or whatever yep. you want to call it. And um, and it's funny because it literally was like a 10-minute thing. And Darren actually got it be, got it back before I did. And I said, what do you think? Did it, did it, was it me? And he's like, it was totally you. And it was, I want to be happy. I want people to be happy. I want everybody to be nice. I want everybody to like everybody else. I want to see the silver lining. I want to see the good in everything. 
yeah. right? I'm not a jaded person and I try not to be a jaded person. So when I see a friend struggling or anybody struggling and clients come into my office and, you know, they're going through similar situations where, you know, one spouse is trying to take the other spouse, it, it hurts, yeah, <laughs> you know, I take it personally. Mm -hmm. And well, so I just, you know, to see you walk through this with grace and I know you've had the moments of the tears and the wine right? <laughs> and the screaming and the whatever. Screaming. <laughs> well, maybe I think you got a side but... profession here, like like divorce coach. You're just talking about divorce coach. Like right? a nice little side business for you. Thing. <clears throat> I yeah. do. I would have, if that day that I phoned you and said, I've got this letter and I think I need a person to just disperse this, you know, just manifest this thing for me. Mm -hmm. Almost like a doula. Oh. A doula? Isn't okay. that a, a birthday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Birther. Oh, no, but you know what I mean? You guys... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we, we were... Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Sorry. No, but seriously, let me go with this for a second. So, okay. there's your mm -hmm. midwife or your doctor. Mm -hmm. They are the technical people to right. get that baby out. Right. A doula is the person who stands beside you coaching you through the birthing process psychologically right so yes we have therapists but a therapist may not be in a position to t walk you through the reaction you're going to feel when that letter comes that's a personal attack on you that's mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so a divorce doula okay. listen I okay i know that I, if i had somebody who just said listen sister this is how this is going to go mm -hmm. yeah don't sweat this don't do that wouldn't change things a lot it would have alleviated a tremendous amount of mental stress. Mm -hmm. okay. And, you know, getting divorced, even if you're, you have your shit together, so to speak, can be very isolating. Mm -hmm. For some reason, people don't necessarily always embrace you, and you can walk yourself away from people very easily. And it would have been nice... Um, in addition to, you know, not getting the house assessed until it's time to do that. Mm -hmm. I love my lawyer, mm -hmm. but I didn't know until two weeks ago that he doesn't do real estate. Mm -hmm. So yeah. now I'm in a panic to get, I have a new mortgage on my house or home equity in my name to do, take care of all that. Mm -hmm. No idea that my lawyer doesn't do it. And I'm in a panic to find somebody because I can't get divorced without it. Right, right. It's the last <laughs> thing, and there's been roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. You found one, right? I did. Okay. But I heard, <laughs> I heard um, so the first guy that did our uh, addendum doesn't practice law anymore. Mm. Right. I didn't know that. The opposition offered to do it. So a simple mortgage disbursement, and, and again, I don't know what that's supposed to cost, mm -hmm. but that was $1,250 plus tax and all and so on and so wow. forth, which wow. is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. For a disbursement. I know that my first, the first time around, the disbursement was not much. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then I called another office who said, we're at capacity for the year. Wow. Real estate has been extremely mm -hmm. busy this year but yeah. I have a friend who's an attorney though who said this is ridiculous Jennifer this is the easiest thing that I can do in my office disperse it right so I did finally find someone who said I think we can get it done by the 12th and I was like well 
Nice. <laughs> but you yeah. don't know that. Mm -hmm. Okay. You don't know that you have to go to that court deal. You don't Settlement know. conference? Is that what you're talking about? Mm -mm. You mm -hmm. have to go to court. I had to go to court in brothel mm -hmm. for morning. Right? Yeah. Did you know that? Yep, you have to go. And they they tell you, you know, please separate your emotional because this is the business of. Right. And so... Um, but that was before the settlement conference? What yeah. was that one for? Yeah, this was before. You don't go with anybody. You go by yourself and you're with a bunch of strangers and these lovely women who are advocates for people trying to get divorced, they talk to you about if you're awarded a settlement and the other side doesn't want to pay, that there's an a entity right in the court Bro. that will... Yeah, Fro will get the money for you if there's mm -hmm. a problem. Um, if you have to come to court, here's how ugly it's going to get. Oh. If you come to court and you bring your brother who hates your ex and the judge picks up on that, it will not go well for you. Please don't bring people who are going to create animosity. Mm -hmm. Anything you can settle on paper. So if you'd have been a fly on the wall the morning I was there when she says, so anything you can get signed, settled on paper is great. I was like, uh, right. Because the whole thing is on paper. Why right. am I here? Yeah. But they, you are obligated. You have to do that. Yeah. So would he have had to do that too? He did. In Brockville? Yeah. Same day or different day? No, oh, different day. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Different day. But I didn't know I had to do that. I didn't. Mm -hmm. Have you? Did you? Uh, well, I know, but in Ottawa they do it. Okay. Like I didn't, I wasn't sure if it was a, I didn't know if it was a mandated thing across all courts, uh, courthouses. It's mandated. Okay. Yeah. I know it's, it's huh. basically just a, uh, set the tone kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's I, about I, the business. Yeah. And, you know, that experience and all these others, and I think about, you know, my grandfather was the Archdeacon of the Anglican Church for ever and ever and ever. And he used to have couples to our home and talk to them, not the way Catholics do, no offense to Catholics, but we, but he would have conversations about, this is how your marriage should go. These are the, you know, do you understand, you know, what do you think your role is and what is your role? And these things are going to change over time. And he would have these conversations. And I feel like it would have been great to have somebody on the other end to say, okay, so your role changed. This is how this is going to go. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, this is how much money you're likely going to need. So start putting that away now. Um, at the beginning lawyers, of the relationship? Lawyers, no, no, at the end. At the end. The end. Oh. Yeah, at the end. Okay. Lawyers yeah. don't take credit cards. So if you're thinking that you're going to pay on your credit card, you're not. Right. Which is, which I think probably can hold up people. Right. Didn't know that. True. Yes. Um, yeah, I feel like my life has been held up a little bit because you're waiting. You think something's going to go and you're waiting for a call from the other side. And I, I feel very frustrated. Um different times I don't think that people who are dispersing my mortgage or people who the lawyer that I'm waiting to call back I th don't think they realize that the divorced person is at home waiting to hear right. like what's mm -hmm. happening what's happening what's mm -hmm. happening yes and you know and like and and from my perspective like there's been times <clears> that <throat> you've sent me messages and then I don't answer because I'm doing something or whatever and then I'm, <laughs> like, I'm dying here Tina give me a give me a rope you know and it's like and I'm like okay it's fine like in my brain I know it's fine but in Which that is perfectly soothing when you say it's all right it's fine don't sweat it I'm like okay and you know what but that's the thing you is just need somebody to tell you that right, right. Yeah. right. yeah no that's good to hear you that's know and and not wait till Monday 
right? Right? Do it on Friday afternoon, you know, and or whatever. We all have, and don't do it Friday afternoon when you're going to just be like, oh, I got a cheap ticket to Mexico. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I could, never mind. That's a personal matter. <laughs> okay. So, ladies, I'd love to continue this. Maybe we'll bring you back on the show. I, I, think it, I, I think it's been very entertaining and very educational, actually, yeah, as well. Because yeah. I, I think one of the things on this show that's challenging is that we're dealing with a lot of professionals. Mm-hmm. So the professionals are kind of like like they're, they're looking through the lens of their business dealing with clients. So now we're kind of hearing it from the other side, mm-hmm. right? We're hearing your perspective on... You know, going through uh, the separation and divorce process and the struggles and the challenges that you face. So it's nice to hear that for mm-hmm. a change instead of it being, you know, just the professional side of it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's good. And you lighten the mood, which is really nice. <laughs> you know, there's a little fun in there. So, but <laughs> I think there's some really flash. good, you know, there's another no, some good, there was some good education there, mm-hmm. I think, some good advice, mm-hmm. right? So love to have you back on the show. Because we have a great topic. So what? <laughs> So, what was that topic? Oh, yes. So, we're thinking in the future, it's going to be what? Jeff? Divorce dating? Divorce dating. (laughs) So, that is going to be the whammy for probably, I don't know, in the spring, we'll call it. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, right. That's a good time. Spring fever and all such things. Spring fever. Let's talk about that. I think we'll probably get Cindy Little maybe on the show as well. She talks a little bit about... uh, taking care of yourself and she brought that up right bringing sexy back or something like that. yeah 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 she did she's yeah anyway uh, but no and i mean you know valid point you came in today saying ah you know dating is horrible after marriage or after divorce dating and anyways. Yeah. it's a learning curve as well right yeah. it is yeah so we'll have you back on the show for that is that all right absolutely you Good. can write some notes and sure do's and don'ts sure all right thanks for coming in thanks for having me thanks, all right Tim. We'll see everyone next time. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on divorce. You can find this and other great advice from divorce professionals at divorcenet.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. Divorcenet.ca, clear and simple divorce advice from trusted local professionals.